0: From Capital Broadcasting Company, this is W R A L out and about. I am your host, Kathy Hanrahan. This is a podcast about bringing people together across the triangle. And today we're talking with someone who I met when he first opened his restaurant. I remember when Mandolin opened in Raleigh. I remember interviewing Sean Fowler and I remember he made me a cob salad because I was so hungry. I had been out the whole day. I remember not eating, but I remember sitting down and talking with, with him and his wife and you know they just opened the restaurant and then being able to watch it grow into what it is now it's just fantastic so we're going to be talking with him today he'll talk a little bit about the mandolin farms and they do dinners out there and stuff it's really really cool um and they've made some really big changes um amid the whole coronavirus pandemic so uh we will be chatting with sean today so take a listen to my interview so I am here with Sean Fowler, the owner and chef from Mandolin. Sean, I remember going to your restaurant when you had like just opened and I interviewed you and your wife and you made me a Cobb salad and it was the best Cobb salad I've ever had. And we oh, sat down and we, we, you <laughs> talked and you talked about kind of what your vision was for this place. And I feel like you've come so far uh, in, in these years. And did you imagine how many years have you been open?
1: Uh, it's been just over eight years.
0: That's amazing. I mean, eight yeah, years—that's a long time.
1: It—it it seems like a lifetime on some days, and then on other days, it seems like just yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. it depends. It depends on the week, but but yes, it it has been a good run. We're we're very fortunate.
0: How have you guys grown in the past eight years?
1: Um. Well, obviously, I think. I mean. I think our, our, as from a business standpoint, um, you know, each year I think our sales have grown so that that's always a good sign for a restaurant. Um, and then the other thing, I think what we have kind of added on to what we're doing, um, you know, we've, we've added on, you know, more of a, a bar focus, uh, with our food. We've done, you know, I, I kind of hesitated to add a bar menu for a while. And my yeah. wife had the, you know, the, the vision and then the, the foresight to tell me that, you know, she thought that that was probably a good idea. And then I you know listened to our guests and clearly they wanted, you know, a place that they could eat on a more frequent basis, um, kind of pop in for a burger and a, and a beer or a glass of wine and a, and a light bite. So, um, I think that, uh, you know, that's one aspect that's, that's kind of, we've, we've really worked on developing. Um, and then another one obviously is our farm. Um, I think, uh, You know, I think I think uh, we we put a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of effort into what we're doing out there. Um, Frankly, that's probably one of the things I'm a little more excited about these days. Is you know not just cooking, but actually you know growing and you know producing ingredients. That's kind of the 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 next phase for me. I think that's what I get really excited about. Um, Obviously, you know I enjoy bringing things in the kitchen and sharing with the guests, but you know starting with a little more of a you know, intimate, hands-on approach to sourcing ingredients, deciding what we're going to grow, uh, planning menu around, you know, seasonality and and what I think, uh, you know, what I think works, uh, you know, works well in North Carolina, works well with the climate. So I think, I think the farm is kind of where we've really been putting a lot of our, you know, a lot of our resources, a lot of time, a lot of our energy. And I think one of the things that really kind of differentiates us from a lot of places uh, around town, I think the farm-to-table thing's kind of been 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 played out to some extent and a little little tired you know once yeah. once subway starts starts using it it's kind of <laughs> yeah, I think the ship has sailed so um, but you know we've we really put a focus on that and then you know with that I think you know we've really put some um, put some effort into our farm dinners and not just bringing you know the farm to the table but bringing the table to the farm um, and hosting events out there I think it's a you know it's a really unique, Uh, fun experience for a lot of our you know it's a lot of regular guests and friends and um, who get to go out there and experience you know where the food is coming from not just you know reading uh, on the menu hey this is coming from you know such and such farm so those are those are some of the areas that you know get me very excited today
0: so tell me more about the farm what are you guys growing out there
1: Um, right now we've got, um, we've got a a lot of stuff going on out there. It's a pretty exciting time. We've, um, we've got a a greenhouse where we're growing a bunch of lettuce hydroponically. Um, so we're pretty much supplying all of our lettuce for the restaurant, um, from, uh, from the farm. Um, we've got about, I think about 45 chickens now. So we're getting, you know, pretty much all of our eggs, uh, from out there, or I should say all of our center of the plate eggs. So like brunch eggs, um, Mm -hmm you know, we're, we're, sourcing some conventional eggs for like baked goods and stuff like that. But, um, and then what else, uh, right now we, I mean, we have about 90 tomato plants already going in a greenhouse. Um, uh, we've got, you know, lots of greens, lettuces, uh, we should be handling most of our herb, uh, needs for the, for the summer. So lots of herbs. We're growing, you know, everything from, you know, turmeric, ginger, uh, we're growing some hops this year. Um, hopefully going to be, be doing a collaboration with a, a local brewery and doing a, you know, a, a, a beer uh, based off of, you know, ingredients sourced from the, the farm. So, and we've also used it as a way of, of, of basically sourcing ingredients that are tough to come by locally, mm-hmm. um, things like sunchokes and espalette peppers, uh, cucamelons, uh, you know, kind of specialty stuff that's not, not the easiest to find but, but grows really well. Um, wow. so we've really kind of focused on, you know, things that can obviously save us money, um, things that bring value to the plate, you know, things that people can recognize, Hey, wait, this is, this is a better egg than I've had uh, everywhere else. You know, why is this egg so much better? Um, so if we can list out sort of responses and then also things that are, that are tough to, tough to source, tough to come by.
0: The Out in the Bad podcast will be right back. We are back with more from Sean Fowler from Mandolin. Let's talk a little bit more about how things are, the new normal. Um yeah. you know, we talked last week a little bit. Um tell me more about how you guys are kind of shifting um your focuses with uh yeah, the yeah. pandemic.
1: Um you know, we've obviously, you know, I've I've had to for- furlough a portion of my staff. Um, you know, ob- because of, you know, the, just the downturn in business. Um we we kind of continue doing takeout service. So We've limited our, our normal dinner and bar menus um, and are offering those for curbside pickup uh, in the evening. So, you know, some you know, mandolin staples, favorites, our are, are burgers, chicken, and waffles. You can get all that stuff uh, ordered uh, to go. And then we've also started, uh, we're calling Mandolin Farmhouse Meals. Um, it's a uh, prepared foods and provisions uh, company um, where we're actually doing delivery three days a week um, with already, you know, made. Meals that you can just throw in the microwave, pop in the oven, just reheat and serve. So we've got a you know number of salads, and this is actually we're also utilizing a lot of these ingredients from the farm that would normally be coming into the restaurant. And then we're also selling uh, some provisions like our farm fresh eggs. We're selling uh, dozens of those. We're selling um, you know some heads of lettuce um, or hydroponic lettuce, which is beautiful, uh, delicious, full flavored uh, lettuce. You know, I think I think people are. Their jaws drop when they they try <laughs> our lettuce compared to what's being sold in the grocery store. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're selling some other kind of provisions type stuff. We've got a, a friend of mine, Josiah, who used to work for me, uh, who's got a bagel company called Bold Bagels. So we're selling dozens of his bagels. I've got another young chef um, who's got a bakery um, that he's working on. Uh, kind of was getting started to do some pop-ups and then all of that kind of dried up. So we're selling some of his donuts by the dozen Um, and then we're going to be adding on some other, other provisions, hopefully here, uh, pretty soon, some other, uh, more of kind of grocery specialty items that people can add on to. And then, you know, as far as the, the, the food that we're serving, it's, you know, it's good scratch made comfort food. It's our fried chicken, it's macaroni and cheese, you know, Caesar salads, baked ziti. We're doing enchiladas. So just a lot of, you know, comfort food, food for the whole family, family style portions. Uh, so you can kind of order it. We'll, we'll deliver it to your door. And, um, and you know, have have yourself dinner for for a couple of couple of nights,
0: and that's important right now. I feel like we need comfort food because we're
1: absolutely. kind of
0: <laughs> we're kind of all needing a little bit of comfort. So I think um, definitely mac and cheese. That's like one of my go tos. You know, you got to have nice. mac and cheese, fried yeah, chicken. Absolutely. You can't ah oh, fried chicken. Then um, you've got. You've got some kids, so you understand yeah. the whole getting kids to eat during this pandemic. You know, could be very difficult because you know if they, if they like to go out or they they like their certain foods.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. It's been, we, we've struggled a little bit. We've you know we're lucky that you know the the farm is actually on our property. Um, so you know we, we've got an abundance of like eggs and and, and produce coming out of there. Um, fortunate that our our daughters really like. Um, they like fresh produce. Um, they, enjoy, uh, you know, they enjoy, you know, they enjoy pea shoots and pea tendrils and lettuce, um, clementine. Um, you know, you at, you ask her what um, you know what she wants for what she wants for dinner, and and it's it's you know frequent that she'll want a salad. <laughs> so um, they're pretty easy. And then we've just been getting a lot of groceries to go, and then I've also been bringing home you know mandolin farmhouse meals uh, to them. Um, you know, mac and cheese and chicken fingers and stuff like that. So um, they've been, you know, they've been eating pretty well. They actually, I don't think they really notice that there's that much difference. I mean, they know they're not going to school and they know they can't go see their friends, but for them, it's just kind of like, you know, summer vacation. (laughs) So they're they're doing pretty well. They're holding up pretty well.
0: (laughs) Mom and dad are stressed out, but uh, they're doing good.
1: Absolutely. My son is
0: old enough to kind of know what's going on. So okay. he gets you get the whole, you know, why can't we do this? Or okay, I understand we can't do that. I'm kind of bummed out, you know. So he gets a little more stir crazy with right no right. school. That whole no school thing. Speaking of school though, you did the whole school lunch thing. You got you were doing the we we last time I saw you before this, um, you were doing a thing uh with school lunches and you were making a, a cool like alternative to like a school lunch.
1: Yeah, yeah. We've we we had, you know, a pretty good a response to that, I think you know. First and foremost, I think we were raising awareness on the issue. I think that's kind of one of those things that slips into the background. I think yeah. you know, recently with with the onset of this pandemic, I think it's kind of one of those topics that that popped up again in the news. Which is, you know, obviously it's 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 tragic in one sense, but it's also, I think, for public awareness, I think it's it's good because it put it on people's radars. Um, as far as you know, a lot of children depend on the meals that they're eating at school, sometimes, you know, breakfast and lunch five days a week Mm -hmm. uh, during the school deal. I mean, that's the majority of the calories they're going to get for those days. Um, And then obviously, with this hiatus in school, uh, there's been this, you know, huge need for uh, meals for kids who, you know, are, are at home and don't have access uh, to, you know, to, to adequate adequate food. So, obviously, there's a lot of um, great organizations, uh, Interfaith Food Shuttle, uh, Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina, who are really trying to fill um, these needs during this time of crisis. I think a lot of people, um, you know, obviously have the option that they can, you know, get an Instacart delivery or, you know, call up and get dinner from Mandolin. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there, I think, who are struggling. Um, and I think this kind of sheds, you know, certainly shines a spotlight on that so I, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of great work um even even my you know restaurant colleagues uh you know feeding other restaurant workers uh mm. you know you know helping people who you know are are struggling a little bit financially have gotten laid off so um there's a big need but as far as the school lunch I think it's you know it's 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 always been an uphill battle I think it's one thing that most people can agree upon that that kids need to have you know good, good meals and good nutrition's in order to succeed in a, in a classroom setting. Um, and, and, you know, the easiest way to get food to these kids is when they're all in the same spot, you know, in, in school. Um, so but there's been a lot of great work going on. Um, but, but it's, you know, it's always, there's always been challenges with, you know, federal guidelines with nutritional requirements yeah. and, and obviously budgeting is a huge one. Um, you know, just the amount of money that they're, the, you know, the federal government's willing to spend uh, per child for free and reduced lunch. So, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll start getting some more movement um, you know, on a, on a federal level. And then there's some people doing some great work on the state level the North Carolina uh, PTA. Um, and then uh, Steve Mangano um, with the North Carolina line uh, of partnership childhood nutrition um, is doing some good work, trying to get some pilot programs of some new models for feeding kids and, and, and feeding them at a, you know, in a in a better, more nutritious way. So there's there's really some people out there doing some great work. Um, you know, but hopefully hopefully we'll get some more kind of groundswell on a grassroots level. More people making that issue a priority because I think it is. You know, it's it's hugely important.
0: Oh, it is. It definitely is. Do you remember what you ate when you were a kid? When you were in school?
1: Yeah. Did you bring your, I mean, did you was, bring your
0: lunch or did you buy lunch?
1: I think I, I brought it a lot. I ate at school some. Um, it was, you know, you know, everyone always remembers the square pizza, (laughs) you know, I think that's kind of, you know, I think, I think we still had sloppy joes back then, chicken fingers, I mean, tacos, I mean, it was all, you know, pretty, pretty standard. Um, but you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, the most nutritious food, it wasn't the best quality food. Um, it certainly was one where, kids who could afford to bring their lunch did frequently
0: thank you so much for chatting with me about everything going on with mandolin and i know you're a busy guy right now so i really appreciate your time
1: yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me it was a a real pleasure
0: I want to thank Sean for chatting with me today. This has been the WRL Out and About podcast, a production of the CBC Podcast Network. If you like what you heard, give us a review, share with your friends, follow us on all platforms, uh, on social media, WRL Out and About. We will see you tomorrow.
1: I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about.
0: A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: Plus.